Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Today's show is brought to you by The Athletic, sports coverage that helps fans see the game from every angle. Featuring sports writers like Jeff Duncan, Larry Holder, and Catherine Terrell. Covering all your favorite New Orleans teams from the Saints, Pelicans, LSU, and more. They have you covered. The Athletic provides coverage you can trust on every sports story that matters. Get breaking news and in-depth stories on every team you follow in an ad-free reading experience. Join today to save 40% on an annual subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash saintshappyhour. Once again, that's theathletic.com slash Saints Happy Hour. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio... It's, it's painful. All right, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. And just so you know that this podcast is completely on brand and always, and Sean Payton is correct, we have the, the fantastic Cat Terrell from The Athletic joining us. And you heard the ad for The Athletic uh, to start this podcast. The first thing Cat asked me after I said hello, she said, Ralph, I just need to make sure – that you pronounce my name correctly, so she knows. That's true. She knows that I'm I'm terrible with names. But thank you for joining us today, Kat. We appreciate. But it. I mean, in fairness to you guys, it was also on brand that I have been running around today and hadn't had a chance to <laughs> look true. at the thing you sent me like five hours ago. So everyone's on brand. Today. It is true, but I mean, <laughs> Andrew doesn't blame you one bit. I mean, your name could be Catherine Smith, and if you check the pronunciation. <laughs> Andrew'd be like, "That's totally fine." That's a because, good call. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be it, gotta be safe. Yep. So, Kat, I mean, if the, you mispronounce Smith, that's very impressive. Hey, but. I could ma- I I I called tame. I called uh, Jameis Winston and Tamus. I called them Tamus before uh, Drew Brees. I did that months ago. Um, so <laughs> I saw that. So here's or the I thing. I heard that. <laughs> here's the thing, Cat, that I wanted to start with. Uh, that I found really interesting and me and you were talking on Twitter and I made a joke. I forgot what the joke was exactly that I made about the media. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The media, if they come, they don't get in until like three days later. I don't think people appreciate the level and the intensity of the COVID screening process that goes even for media, when you guys go to the Saints facility, could you walk people through it? Because I, I, I was fascinated when you were t- – I think you were talking to another media person, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, it is, it is, it is intense to a level that I, I think most people don't quite get. Yeah, well, I'll give you a good example. Um, I had to go to the dentist today in Baton Rouge because – 
like a the smart person that I am, I scheduled his appointment two months ago thinking it was on a Tuesday, so I should be fine. Not, I don't even know when I scheduled earlier this summer, not understanding at the time that we would be tested every single day. So some poor Saints PR soul who was kind enough to do this had to go take me in to get my test at seven in the morning because he usually <sighs> do it later because I can't not test because we're going to be practicing tomorrow or they're practicing tomorrow and we're going to practice we have to test every day unless we're rotating out of practice for the week and then if you're rotating back in i'm sorry if that's confusing we only have a group of 10 media members that gets to watch practice so we basically watch practice in week-long blocks so if you're out for a week and come back as long as you've onboarded and done your regular testing you only have to pass one negative test. But otherwise, I'm pulling it up now. I've gone almost every day to practice. I think I only missed two. I have been tested by the Saints uh, 17 times. Ugh. And are we talk- when you say test, 17. are you talking about like the Q-tip that gets like stuck no. up your nose and t- tickles no. your brain? It's just the, the swab. It's, it's actually a very painless process. The people at the... They have a trailer set up in the in one of the parking lots. They're very nice people. They get you in and out in a minute. But, you know, you just have to do this every day. When you wake up, you have to do a COVID questionnaire that says, have you had any symptoms since you were at the same facility? You take your temperature twice. Then you go get tested. And then once you do that, as long as you tested negative that morning, that's for the test you took the previous day, they'll hand you this tracker. And I put it in my lanyard I wear around my neck that has my credential and so if you get too close to people it starts blinking at you and the NFL and the team analyzes that data and kind of sees who's been standing too close to each other and I know everyone says oh it's only 10 minutes of contact but they're very serious about this so they don't want it blinking at all do they they like take you to the do they like take you to the principal's office and be like hey cat I don't mean to be mean Uh, but you're standing too close to X and you need to work on no, that. Like We do have some close talkers that get and wander <laughs> over too close. And I'm usually the one that's like, get away from me. You're setting off my blinker. You need to, you need to go away. Um, but they, they, they'll come over and they'll say, hey, y'all need to spread out. And it's easier when you're outside. When you're inside, it's, it's a little harder because you only have a certain area you can stand, which has always been the case. Um, so it's, you kind of got to make sure everyone's staggered or spread out with, when you're outside, you can walk almost all around the entire field. So that doesn't happen as much. But the thing is, from what I've heard from other teams is that if you spent too much time too close to another media member and they happen to test positive, then you were not allowed at the facility for two weeks. At least that's how that particular team did it. And hearing that is enough to scare me into standing far away from everyone but like i said it just shows the saints are taking this very seriously and you know you just have to think it's not just about oh you're around another reporter and you get sick well pr people have to be around us to an extent and those pr people have to be around the players so even though we're not around the players it's still kind of a chain reaction where you just have to really be smart and try to minimize the risks as much as possible but uh it's pretty crazy <laughs> having a swab stuck up your nose 17 times in one month is uh, not something i ever thought i would have happen in my life so yeah that's crazy it's kind of funny 
Well, the, the Saints do have a guy currently on the COVID list, and I, I think Dwayne Washington is currently one of three guys in the entire league. Uh, so uh, not only the Saints, but league-wide, it seems like everyone's doing a good job, uh, which is encouraging to see. I'm curious, so I guess we need to prepare ourselves for what this is going to look like during the season. We don't know officially that Dwayne Washington is, has COVID because right. once you get put on the list, it means you're either in contact with someone who had it and you have to quarantine for two weeks or maybe at a false negative, false positive, and you got to test again. But we haven't heard anything in a few days, so I'm assuming Washington is out for two weeks. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Weeks. I mean, is it, Kat, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you know about that situation, but is it fair for me to assume that this has a serious impact on his ability to make the roster just because he's not going to potentially be able to practice for two weeks? And like well, his availability for week one is in question, right? No, it's it's not a two-week period. It's not an automatic two-week period. So with Washington, we would probably know if, he, if it was a false positive today because he would have had to retest yesterday. And those tests take about 24 hours to come back. I'm trying to think. Okay, so he tested positive Sunday morning for the test he would have taken on Saturday morning. So that means they would have retested him. They probably would have given him the 24-hour test and a rapid test. So I think we would see a transaction today if he's moving off that list. But it's different for symptomatic and asymptomatic people. Basically, the NFL is trying to eliminate – they're trying to eliminate false positives knocking a player out of a game. So basically now if you get a test – You'll take two more tests, the nasal swab and then the rapid test. And I think you could be cleared in 24 hours, actually, um, if those all come back negative. So it's, it's different. Like I said, it's different for asymptomatic and symptomatic people. And I would have to look that up. I don't have it off the top of my head. But um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. but point, point being, thing. it's not automatic that it's two weeks and he can't come back right. for a while. And honestly, I think he's going to make the roster. Um, I could be wrong, but I just, based on what I've seen of him, I think that he is going to make this roster because he's NASA on special teams. And I think we've seen enough from him uh, in practice and being a backup that they could feel comfortable 
having him on the roster and Ty Montgomery, but we'll find out in, what, five days? As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball and the NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Yeah, well, that's pretty quickly. That's my that was my next question. You know, you've said you've been at camp almost every day. So what as you watch this team and we talk about this this is the best Saints roster in history. What's the thing that sticks out the most to you as you if you as you've gone every day? I think it's hard to remember every training camp, but I do feel like this is one of those camps where the defense has made more plays than I've ever seen them make. And it's it's hard for me to say that because I'm trying to think back. Like, oh, in 2013, I think we were pretty. Ex- no, in 2014, I think we were yeah. pretty excited about the team and where they're going to go, and then they stunk. But I think they stunk in a preseason game. I'm talking about the defense. I think yeah. they had a bad preseason game because I remember ba- Rob Ryan ba- telling me they sorry, had a horrible. They had a horrible preseason practice against the Texans that, where they got yeah, lit and they up. had a bad scrimmage. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know Rob Ryan told me like much later. Something like he drove up to Canton for the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. I don't remember who was being enshrined that required him to go. But I think he said something like he was just the whole way there, just like cursing, like, oh, this team, this defense is, is really in trouble. I mean, of course, they didn't say that at the time, but then we saw them go to Cleveland and saw what happened. Um, so, well, I say this all to say sometimes you can be uh, lured into like a false sense of security. But I think the fact that so many defensive, different defensive players have made plays is a very positive thing. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing for the offense. I mean, the last few days, Drew Brees has looked like exactly where he needs to be outside of maybe a, a few red zone drills. I mean, I think he's really, like, the last three or four practices looked like the Drew Brees we know and expect uh, in week one. So... A lot of good things to to talk about, really. I mean, I can't say too many negative things about what I've seen. Well, the the roster's really established, I feel like. You know, it's a veteran roster, but, and especially in a year like this, you feel like, you know, there's not going to be a ton of surprises on this 53-man roster. You probably feel like 46, 47 spots are really obvious. And then, you know, like every year, you have a few surprises. I'm curious, Kat, just, being at practice every day are there any kind of udfas and and you know I, i'm mostly curious about guys like tommy stevens uh keith washington the udfa who's looking good at corner um you know a number of other guys like malcolm roach a udfa player that looks good uh but also just kind of like emmanuel butler little jordan humphrey like these are kind of the guys that that I would say are on the bubble for that 48 to 55 spot where it's like just in, just out. 
Uh, are there any guys that are catching your eye where you're like, yeah, yeah, this is a guy on the bubble that might surprise you that will make this team? Ooh, uh, let me think. Going through all the positions in my head. I think Keith Washington has really come into his own the last week or so. Oh I mean, God. I know he got burned by Austin Carr, and that ended up being a big thing. But, you know, that was a one-on-one drill. And the, the guy has really shown that he's got good hands, good ball skills. He's, I think someone said he's picked off five passes in camp. I would have to go check my notes. But I think, you know, he's coming on strong when he needs to be coming on strong. You know, you want to make that last impression a good one, especially if no preseason games. But I still don't think it's enough to make the roster at cornerback because everyone else has had is either established or has had a good camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be I'd be surprised, but I'm sure they would love to have that guy. I'm, I'm, the squad. I feel like getting beat by Austin Carr should get him cut on the spot. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a one-on-one drill. I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. He didn't have well, a good practice that day. That that's the thing about. These camp reports when, you know, fans aren't there every day and the videos get shown and everyone's like, oh, my God, you got beat by Austin Carr. He's, <laughs> he's awful. And then, you know, a week later, we're like, wow, you know, he's actually he's, he's, he's starting to look pretty good. Well, that's, well I mean, yeah. the, the sentiment that I've heard, though, is it's just like these rookies and I'll even throw the draft picks in that in this statement. These rookies, no mini camps, no T.A.'s. They come right into camp. They and Sean Payton even said, "Look, this is not a true training camp." So, the sentiment that I've gotten from the people I've talked to is, these rookies don't have a prayer just because it's the deck yeah. is so so stacked against them. It's tough. Do you do you feel like that's true? I mean, for the most part, uh, yeah. Especially with this team, there's not many open spots, so you already felt that it was tough coming in I thought maybe at wide receiver but uh, I mean some of these other positions like cornerback they already kind of had their guys I was going to be tough um looking through a defensive line you know that was pretty stacked too so yeah it's kind of going to be an uphill battle either way and with the offensive line I thought maybe Throckmorton could make the roster still not so sure about him surprised me that they played him at tackle because I thought they would kind of exclusively move him to guard and they didn't. Um, he's one I have to think about today when I finish my 53-man roster, but I don't know exactly what they'll do there because they've played Hurst so much and he's going to be suspended for four games. So someone, you know, someone makes the roster instead you hurt of my him, heart. even if it's not you hurt permanent. my heart, Kat. That's my UDFA adopted son, Throckmorton. Well, it I doesn't. Got- yeah, I, I just I don't know about him. I'm just he doesn't really stand out to me. I, I thought he would a little more, but I could see it going either way. I mean, when you have a guy that could play both positions, that's what you need. And I don't think Omame has stood out at all. So that's one position where I'm like, I wonder if they would stick to the the veterans that we're thinking are gonna make the roster this year because of this weird camp situation. Or in some positions, are they just going to say, hey, this guy's got potential and we're going to lose him if we don't keep him. Um, But Chase Hansen is a guy, before he got hurt, he hasn't been practiced the last two days. He kind of impressed me. I thought maybe he's got a shot. And then a wide receiver. Wide receiver's tough because I think that these undrafted guys have a lot of potential. 
But I kind of think little Jordan Humphrey has been the most consistent out of the younger guys. Emmanuel Butler kind of tends to disappear at times, and that's exactly what happened last year at the wrong times. So if mm-hmm. I were going to pick, I think they would probably go with him because they know him. They know he can block. So I, I could see him being the last I guy mean, on. I mean, Andrew, I got to play the breaking news siren. That's Dave's UDFA son, Cat, our other host. Uh, he's been pumping him. If he makes, if you're saying you think he's going to make the roster, that might be breaking news. Um, and these two will be on. If, he might. Go ahead, Cat. Oh, I just said he might. He might. That's, I'm leaning that way. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best little Jordan news we've heard all all camp, Andrew. I think. Yeah. Well, there is that spot on the roster that's kind of in. Krishan uh, Hogan had it last year where you're not going to catch any passes, but your role is blocking. We, we will use you in, in run sets where, you know, we need to utilize that skill set. And he's had that little Jordan had that role for a little bit last year. And so and it wasn't until he got injured and I guess Hogan, they felt like he was a little bit better at it, that little Jordan was replaced, but not, Hogan's not on the roster anymore. So there is a spot for that. And I think, it's tough. It's a numbers game. It's it's. Do they keep five receivers? Do they keep six? Where does Benny Fowler fit in all this? Cat, um, are are you? I mean, it seems like Traquan Smith is kind of late late claim to the third receiver spot. Do you think that's fair? I, I think so. And I thought for a lot of camp, he didn't do too much to stand out. But I feel like the last. I keep saying this. Maybe it's just the offense has looked really good the last few days, but. I feel like the last two practices, he's made some really nice catches. And when you see that, you're like, okay, there's the potential that they keep hyping up. He stays healthy. Maybe he can prove it because I feel like they've, the coaches have talked him up a lot this summer. But last year, he didn't really do much. So you're kind of thinking, okay, is it just the typical year three? You've got to prove it. We're going to talk him up. Or do they really believe it? And I think they really believe it. So I, I I see him as wide receiver three for sure. Okay. You know, well, look, I want to go back real quick to, to the statement I made about rookies that you kind of echoed cat. Um, and the way I see it, you know, Adam Troutman is a, a nice prospect and maybe he'll play a little bit this year, but I don't really necessarily see that as a thing week one, you know, that they'll work their way into that. So my question is really, as I see it, I mean, Cesar Ruiz is going to start. Um, he's going to play day one, and he's going to have to block in two weeks. He's going to have to face Nadamik and Sue. He's going to have to face Vita Vey. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Zach Bond, it looks like he's going to be one of your three starting linebackers, most likely, in base. Uh, and, you know, there's a chance that there's going to be a play where Shady McCoy is coming out of the backfield on a wheel route, and, and Tom Brady is going to go after him in coverage. So uh, with those two guys specifically, are they ready for that? I've been wondering that about Ruiz the last few days in light of his injury and kind of, in my mind, conceded the center spot to Eric McCoy because of that. I mean, if I were a coach and I was already rushing to get a guy established at center with almost no base behind him, you know, meaning like no practice reps, I already would feel squeezed trying to fit that all in. And then he gets hurt. I would just say, look, I'm just going to go with McCoy at center. Um, Ruiz at guard if he comes back in time. I mean, if he's out long enough, then 
you would kind of, you would have to figure something else out. But I mean, I, he's a smart guy. They, I think as far as the calls and all of those things, I mean, I think he can get that down. You just need the live reps and that's, it's not easy to do that week one against the <laughs> division rival. Um, so I don't know. I just, I see him right now at guard, but I've been surprised before and bond bond. That's a big question mark. I mean, it's just like, these are, this is the worst time for these two <laughs> players to get hurt. They need all the reps they can get. I mean, I feel like they've been playing Craig Robertson, the first team so much this summer. And I kept wondering why that is because that's not his role. Maybe they're just, that was before, even before Bond, you know, was out. So I don't know. Maybe they're just preparing just in case. But the way they are, have their defense set up there, they're, they're going to play so much nickel that they might be okay if, you know, he needs some time or if he's not ready to go. But um, at those three, when they are healthy, I think they're going to have a big role. I don't think Tommy – I've kind of been converted from Tommy Stevens makes the team to Tommy Stevens doesn't make the team, though. So – I definitely see the first three having a significant role, even pretty early on in the season, though. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll find the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrants, antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. You know, Kat, you asked a really interesting question when Sheldon Rankins was available for the media. You asked him about his surgery last year, and he went into a really great, detailed answer about it. But I, and I hear the media saying, he's moving great, he's moving great. Can you describe what that entails in practice? And is, it, is he not only moving great, is he making plays in practice as for Sheldon Rankins? It's, it's all about when you're watching him get off the line, is he showing that same explosiveness he used to show? Is he getting, is he getting off quickly? Is he making any sort of interior push? And I remember during the scrimmage on Friday, um, Larry was out there. He had rotated in that week and he looked at, he kept looking at me and saying like, Sheldon Rankin is destroying whoever is, whoever poor soul is supposed to be blocking him. I mean, he was just getting that interior rush over and over again. And, and um, 
it was the best I'd seen him in a long time. So that's what we're talking about when we say that he looks good. But, I mean, is it going to happen in a game? I don't know. I, I would hope so. When he came back last year, it's not that he made any mistakes or played poorly. It just wasn't, at least the beginning, it wasn't the same guy we saw wreck offensive linemen the year before. And that was to be expected. You don't come off an Achilles injury, and now we know that his both of his heels were messed up and hurting and look the same. You're supposed to have a year off from that, and he didn't get that. So I think this time off is, is going to have worked wonders for him. If they really fix his heel problem, I absolutely think that he can be back to the guy he was. It's just sometimes you never know with injuries, especially when you're asking a 300 or something pound man to to push off on two heels that have been giving him trouble for years. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I wish I had a better answer, but he does he does look as good as one can look in um, shorts and the helmet. <laughs> Well, that's encouraging. No, I mean, obviously that's a guy that uh, I told Ralph earlier that, you know, I kind of expect nothing just based on the injuries that he's had, but if he can regain his form, he, he, he used to wreck teams. So that would be huge. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Can you, can you kind of take stock of like, so Ralph is a glass half empty kind of guy. And he, he's always asking me like, (laughs) well, what's going to sink the saints? Like what's going to be the poison (laughs) pill that, wrecks this whole thing and so when he asked me that I kind of tell him the things that make me most nervous and this is based on the reports that you guys put out you know because unfortunately for us I mean it's we don't have preseason games to watch we don't have anything so we kind of rely on you entirely for information but I just feel like the two the two things I keep going back to are number one I'm worried about the offensive line because Andres Pete's coming back from injury. They don't even know where Ruiz is going to play, whether it's right guard or center. They're still trying to suss that out. He's a little banged up right now. So offensive line to me, just the current state that they're in as of today is a concern to me. And then I just think this season, the other thing is they've got to get something out of a linebacker, not named Demario Davis. And I don't think that's a given either. Um, and it, and it could be any of any of those guys that we talked about, but it has to be one of them. So I'm curious if, if you can assess the roster, would you say that you agree with that or are there other areas that concern you more? Actually, that's not my biggest concern, although linebacker should be, I guess, um, considering what happened at the end of last year, I would be most concerned about the secondary only because, um, Sometimes the secondary can be so hit or miss. You, we all know this. We've seen it. Sometimes they're fantastic. Other times you're just like, what is going on? And sometimes that happens to be in really key moments when you need them to be on their game. So it's positive that they've looked so good in camp. I wonder what's going to happen if suddenly the secondary doesn't get off to a strong start. To have Janoris Jenkins, who I think is an upgrade over Eli Apple, but came from a team where he was vocally unhappy when things weren't kind of going the right way or working out. You have C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who is a very aggressive type player who you kind of have to live and die with. Um, And I know, you know, that's only from one year of watching him, but he can make awesome plays or he might get burned. And he's a very, he's a very vocal personality too. 
So if things start out not going well, does that secondary, how do they handle it? Do they take it and come together or does it kind of fall apart just because of the types of personalities that they have? And maybe that's where Malcolm Jenkins comes in. Maybe he ends up kind of being the glue for that. But I'm, I'm just curious about that. And I've always said that about Jenkins. Like, you know, if things are going well. I think he's going to be a great addition. But what happens if things go mm. south? I think um, you just gave Ralph PTSD of the Keenan Lewis I, and Delvin Bro days. I always I always were. I, <laughs> I, I imagine the Saints cat is like a giant. It's a giant Jenga. And it's just you just pull the one piece out of it and it's all going to collapse. And I'm going to just drink my way for four months oh through a whole gosh. football season. That's I'm always thinking about that's any team. I mean, every team has 50, actually not even 53, about 70 personalities you have to manage. And that's part of the reason that Sean Payton is such a good coach because he's really good at making that, at balancing that. It is really hard. You can't always make everyone happy. You have a lot of very different people and you just have to figure out how it's, like you said, it's actually, it's like Tetris. Like how do they all, how do they all fit together? And I think this team has really great leadership and they're the kind of locker room that will be able to stick together. I mean, we're not talking about you're we're not talking about the Keenan Lewis days. This is a different locker room, but you know, it's, it's the risk you take every time you add a piece that you didn't have before. So, you know, they calculated that risk when they added Janoris Jenkins, they knew he was an upgrade over Eli Apple and they knew that they were willing to take the risk of the problems he had before. And um, so I'm not, this is not me talking about this saying i've heard anything bad or, or anything like that just it's just been in my mind like i wonder kind of what happens the first time things don't go well but uh, other than that not personality uh fitting together uh whatever i don't i don't have the word for it um thoughts i'm trying to think of where i would be most concerned just personnel wise I think I'd like to see more consistency from the defensive line. Um, I think they need Rankins to be at his old level again, and I think they need a big year out of Marcus Davenport. It's kind of like linebackers. Can we get something out of someone not named Cam Jordan? It's it's the same thing. But um, linebacker is always the eternal issue with this team. They never quite seem to get it right, but uh, they got a pretty good one in Demario. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. 
It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Join Saints Happy Hour Fan Club today. We'll mail you the best swag. You'll get exclusive access to our daily Saints podcast, and you can talk football 24-7 with other Saints fans in our Discord channel. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. question is, me and Andrew do a star of the day for training camp every week, but who's and, – uh, and we play this soundbite. They won't even bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. So, Kat, who is your star of training camp, the person that stuck out the most, in a good or a bad way? Ooh, that's a really tough one. I'm trying to think of who I talked about the most. Um, who? Mm, let me think. I'm, I'm literally looking at the roster. I'm like, you know, weirdly, y'all are going to laugh when I say this, but Patrick Robinson is actually <laughs> really good camp. I'm sure sure y'all y'all love that um ooh, offensively not that he's really done anything like outstanding but I, I noticed Deontay Harris a lot just that they're using him more I guess maybe he's in my mind because just a play the other day he just um they handed him a ball or maybe it was a short pass and he rounded the corner so fast. I was just like, God, you know how fast that guy is, but then you see it in person and you realize what he could do if they really do use him on offense more. 
He's like but a tinier he, Darren Sproles. Yeah. He's like tiny and adorable and super fast, and he's just I want I want him to get the ball as much as possible. It's so funny to see him standing next to like Jawan Johnson because <laughs> the, the height difference is so big. But yeah, I mean that guy though he he's he's feisty. He uh he's funny. I don't know if anyone read the story I did uh, last year on the Athletic. It was about like the pettiest things that players have ever done, and like, Deontay is like one of the pettiest players I've ever met. He said that his teammate, I think his teammate fumbled a ball at the goal line or something, and he was supposed to get a ride home with him that day in high school. And he just left him. Like, after the game, he just left him. He was like, no, like, I'm not happy with you. So he just left him at school. Wow. Wow. made him walk in home. In high school? Yeah. That is. Yeah. That's savage. That is... it, was, it, was, it was like the third example. I wish I, I could think of the other two. But I was like, God, you, you are a savage. Like, <laughs> Like man, I didn't expect that out of you. Um, but yeah, it made me laugh a lot. He, see, yeah. See, now a, we're gonna be making we're gonna baller. be making that joke all year long. Like if somebody fumbles, they better not be expecting a ride home from Deontay Harris. All right, oh, I didn't ask kidding. you this until the very end, Cat, because it's a tradition on this podcast. As soon as it posts, the Saints have breaking news. So I stayed it till the end, Camara. What is going on, and when did you realize something was afoot when they kept trying to say that he'd been out, like, a long time with a stomach bug? Well, he actually only said that that one day, but I did find it weird in general because usually when I ask an injury question, as anyone who has ever watched Peyton's live press conference knows, I usually get, like, I don't want to talk about that or some form of, snark or whatever and he's just like oh he has a stomach virus and I just thought that's weird it's weird you just told me that usually you don't tell me anything but he did come back so it is possible he really did have a stomach issue but I think you're probably safe from any contract signing right now because Joe Mixon just signed his or just agreed to terms with his contract so I don't think a few hours later they're all of a sudden going to come to terms on Kamara's contract but uh, that'll be an interesting one. It kind of took me by surprise a little bit, only because they can't waive fines anymore for not showing up to training camp. So Kamara's losing money every day he's not there. So he's definitely taking a gamble there that that's going to work out. So that's going to be something we're going to be talking about probably. Well, hopefully only until next week. But you know, I, I just want to say. When the Saints signed Kamara at like 310 today, right after this podcast post, I expect an apology from you, Kat. You can just <laughs> tag me and apologize and say, you're right, Ralph. You posted the podcast and the Saints had breaking news. It is a tradition. So before we get out of here, Kat, tell the people uh, how they can subscribe to The Athletic and the special deal that y'all created for Saints Happy Hour listeners. Well, we are running a 40% off deal for anyone who goes to uh, The Athletic and uses the promo code Saints Happy Hour. We did this just for your listeners. Um, so if y'all want to try us out, we are happy to have you. It's at theathletic.com slash Saints Happy Hour for 40% off annual subscription. Uh, we got a ton of training camp content up there right now. I know this because I wrote 20 stories last month. Can't wait to write another 20 this month. Super excited about football. Uh, 
basically all the Saints content you could want. So give us a free try and uh, yeah, come subscribe. Do it, guys. So thanks for Catel for joining us. Guys, thanks for supporting us, listening, and we will see you again tomorrow.